0: This is Movies, a podcast about the active cinema. With me today, of course, it's Hans. You're looking so much thinner, than Last episode, even. I can't believe my eyes. Where are you going? Where have you been? That's a uh, story about a woman getting raped and killed, right? Is it? That's... What was her name? You know. You read all those stories, don't you?
1: I have no idea. Where I'm are you going? Where like have you been? La- they made ladies. it into a
0: Laura Dern movie in the 1980s called, I think, like
1: smooth stranger or something a, it sounds like the cut I joe song if you ask me anyway we have jerry <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow jerry's back again i can't believe it this is this must be record breaking or
2: tied for the record anyway jerry how are you doing tonight i'm doing really well i'm really excited to uh, either tie or take over of the position of most guest appearances on movies.
0: yes you're right on that you're now tied with this one episode and if people like to count the pre-show which is not the that was actually episode one of the pre-show um then you you have the lead there now so this is it hans can we look up the imdb real quick and see what it is there's a you know snl has the five timers club we have the 14 and up club and hans no, found no i don't 14 think he should up. call
2: it the 14 and up club that sounds different
0: well hans is mexican right so i mean kinda... <laughs> who do we got in yeah. there well it's let's do it Bill let's Clinton do the 10 and that. up club i like because that sounds like seven up club and that sounds like the 90s right yeah um okay we got spencer desmond now this is kind of there's an asterisk next to this one because spencer talks so much that we have to break the episodes up into two episodes he was really only on for about five but uh I'll give it to him. Fuck it. All right. Spencer's in the ten timers club. Jake Hanrahan, eleven times. He's in the ten timers club. Uh, Anthony Sisko, he's in the ten timers club. Jerry, there you are, now about to be tied for first with Jacob A. Miller, the cinematologist who has not been on this year. So he's waiting to make his debut. That's Robbie Goodwin. That's
2: Robbie Goodwin. Now that's a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> Lorez has like a picture that he used on profiles and shit. Hans and I are, are just missing from photos heard. at all. Yeah. Robbie has a professional headshot. And it looks it looks so out of place next to all of our just gray circles. So we can we can make fun of them even though like he's the only one getting job. Yeah. Don Jolly. <laughs> five
0: episodes twenty twenty. I heard a rumor Don Jolly was dead. I hope that's not true. Hans, what have you heard? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> all right well the movie that we're discussing good. the movie we're discussing tonight is uh god what is this director's name jesus christ oh, ilim god. Kil Kilvyoth. um he had two one movie after this and died i think his wife died during the making of this movie and it got stalled and then the government tried to do something bad to it
2: well government tried to do something bad to this dude's like entire career mm-hmm. like he he's from the soviet bloc, yeah and and frequently, like, his first few films were all really critical of different portions of the administrative, uh, like, branches of the, the Eastern Bloc. And, uh, yeah, they tried to ban him as much as possible. They tried to fuck with him as much as possible. There's, um, it's not in the uh, Wikipedia so, or the IMDB, but, so I, I might be misremembering the specific person, but I think I remember them stealing a reel from him. Like, mm. like just legitimately stealing the raw print of an entire film because uh, they didn't like what, what he was saying about it. So the fact that this film is even something that people got to saw was, like, see was amazing on a, in and of itself.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, you can look at the 1980s, especially as prime time for governments interfering and trying to shut down and destroy prints of uh, a number of movies. Another one that reminds me of that is I believe it's called On the Silver Globe. They destroyed half the movie. He had to go back and reshoot it with minimalist uh, effort to piece it together. And then it was released something like 11 years after the fact. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, weird and bizarre and deathly things that have happened um, in the Soviet Union in filmmaking. Like another one, uh, Tarkovsky's movie. Oh, he did, what did he do? Stalker or something. Gave yeah. everybody cancer, gave his wife cancer, <laughs> shooting stalker. Yep. Hans, what if you found out you had cancer from Mass State Lottery from all that time you spent in that, uh, what was it, a school bathroom?
1: Yeah, it would explain my look, I guess. Uh, I that's why you're that losing happened. weight rapidly and bald. Yeah, yeah. it's all yep. your fault. That fucking you're welcome. Is never coming we killed out. killed <laughs> <laughs> For a movie that's never going to be released until we die. God damn it. <laughs> Well, you will get the Heath Ledger uh posthumous award. Who's it from know. network? I got a uh, I got it worse than uh what's his name from Batman, Bruce Vilanche. No, what's his name? From Batman, Bruce, Bruce Vilanche. Yeah, don't they not go castrated so his voice wouldn't change. That was
0: no, Bruce Vilanche never played <laughs> Robin. <That'd> be, <laughs> no. He's
1: way too big for the suit. Uh that was Burt Ward. Imagine Bruce Vilanche with those tidies that Burt Batman 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to him, but I still have mine. I just have cancer, (laughs) dude. Well, the reason why
2: it's not not impossible to get cancer from your costume, I could have got you like an irradiated jacket, and you wouldn't have. That's a good
0: segue, you know. That was a much better segue than what I was going to say, which is that the reason why we're doing this show tonight is because Jerry has a business now that ties into it, but Mm -hmm. yours was way smoother, yours was much better than mine. So,
2: yeah, uh, you shouldn't have even butted in to say that. You should just let me. If I should I was, have. It would have been so cool. It's fine. That's all right. Well,
1: I was going to say, like, these kids get their guns by digging deeply into, you know, finding a corpse that's holding a gun. How do you get the guns that you sell, Jerry, in your new business? No, you explain that. Yeah, you said <laughs> same way?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the same way I got the book, you know, just sold it right off the fucking headstone. The book? I'm glad you left this for your... Yeah. The, you the mean this book?
0: book by yes, his rules
2: by his rules i <laughs> sold off a headstone i went to a funeral home I, I a lot of people don't I want to know to this
0: you. um but this this book was written by uh hans under a pen name by his rules j a J-A- Rock. Rock. that actually sounds more like my name yeah. but uh <laughs> it is not me it's just a it's a book that's the book
2: right 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 you know When you talk about them, like, uh, finding guns in the dirt, it's an aspect of this film of its just incredible historical accuracy. that would seem difficult in the Soviet Union just by itself. Um, Well, excuse me. It would seem difficult anywhere in the world, but even more difficult in the Soviet Union whenever you're limited to what you have access to. And they have, like, um, the scenes of the kids pulling their weapons legitimately out of trenches. You, You can read notes of people talking about that throughout World War II finding a, a, an early war trench or even a World War I trench and just digging it up and finding what for us would be like, whoa, that's a fucking classic gun. But for them, it's just a regular workhorse, shoot the goat type shit. Pretty gnarly.
0: Uh, do you think that this movie is overrated or underrated or perfectly rated, Jerry? Because come and see when I first saw it back in... I want to say it was like 2006 or 2007. I just vaguely heard about it on some message board like IGN and people were talking about it being uh, such a like a, a harrowing experience to, to watch as far as war films go. And I got a very beat up copy that was clearly like a rip of a bootleg DVD from 2000 or so. And I, I watched it and I was like, that was an insane movie. And now today, because of like Twitter film snobbery and letterbox, I think it was one of the number, like it might've been, it might've been number number one or in the top five or something for the letterbox greatest films or highest rated films of all time. Um, do you think it's in that league?
2: I I guess like it depends on how you're grading films in general. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say it's probably, it's probably the, the easily the most successful anti-war film ever you you can't get 30 minutes into that film without being like you know what fucking pass never i don't want to do this hell no fuck that and that's like an old ass war wars worse now you know what i mean and that just it immediately turns you off from the fun altogether which never happens in films even mm. in films like jarhead there's a lot of fun in jarhead for it being oh, yeah. an anti-war film right even top or, gun um, right yeah i well, well t- top guns top guns pretty propaganda filled <laughs> yeah. but it it does it does delve into like the psychological uh stress or whatever it kind of like washes that away on its own but the, how you
1: become gay with your bros if, if you just get a little bit them. of gay
2: you can get over yeah. your friend's death like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah you yeah. and mm-hmm. 10 guys hugging just each other
1: playing volleyball and being men sure fucking rowdy
2: you know yeah that's so how i got over my uh, grandfather's death recently i just went over to the park i saw some dudes there we ran around okay so <laughs> if, if you if you just talk about like it did it did it do its job it did its job better than any film in the genre ever and so yeah you'd have to call it like the best it'd be the best anti war film right yeah. but as as a film in general it is fucking absolutely amazing well if you can watch it once through and then you get over like the the fucking night terrors and the sweats of of like watching that film and watching this kid get fucked up for two and a half hours. And you can just consume it as a movie there's beautiful fucking long takes that they do amazing wides of just for for you it's like oh that's a field and then you know they start throwing fucking red tracer rounds around it and you're like oh my god or all of the shots that they'll put in the trailer of like the cow's eye or uh Freya getting carried by the neck yeah, all beautiful of those shots. things they're so fucking good it's it's actually crazy the 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 film language that's being used in a movie that there's never a moment where you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah ever. You never do that. You're constantly like, this is fucking gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even is- when
1: he's laughing with that girl at the beginning, you just kind of like, that's not a healthy laugh from, no, it's a very like, <laughs> dark uh,
0: haunting tone to the scene. Even if, you know, he's enjoying his time with her and it, of course, winds up ruined in the worst ways imaginable when they reunite at the end and she's just it's... broken and raped and her face is a fucking mess. Um, yeah, it is. It is a very dark movie that does not let up at any point. And if you're watching it for the first time and you're fully invested and has your full attention, uh, it's a very stressful watch. You know, people talking about movies like Uncut Gems and say, oh, it's it's so stressful. But no, like, this is a real stressful movie. That's a fun. Ah, I'm antsy now. I'm laughing, but I'm back to antsy. That, that gives you breaks. This does not,
2: this is not at all, whatsoever. Well, it, it's, there, there's something to be said about people that have experienced a specific amount of, like, oppression or trauma or whatever it is that can translate that into film. And you would think that, um but Klimov had that however you say his last name whatever this guy and the, and the the writing the writer whatever they have experienced right you're seeing some of that in some way it feels way too realistic to be like well what if this happened oh yeah dude, this hey let's add this scene too it feels so much like like somebody sat down and was like dude, this fucking happened to me one time in 1943 bro and they just went with that
1: it's also such a different way of making movies i think because um it's a lot in the performance and it's a lot in the i'm just gonna show you you know you don't have the typical character that's only exposition and all they do is oh well they're sitting next to the main character drinking whatever just talking about the horrors that they've seen no here it's right here he's right on your face and and uh I think a a very interesting um thing the director did here with the portraits with the single shots of every character throughout the movie. Well, not every character, but like at the main, let's say, throughout the movie, and how you just see their face and their emotions change from the beginning where you know he this kid finds the gun and he's I think it's probably the only moment of not horror uh at the beginning. Uh That scene with his mom, I thought it was going to end horribly. It ends horribly, but we don't see it. But when she's just saying pretty much kill us then and kill your sisters with an axe, and he just kind of like, ooh, and they're laughing. And, you know, it's like a nice-ish, fine. If you compare it to the rest of the movie, it's the only nice moment that this kid has. Uh, And then the way that he ends just kind of resigned, kind of like, dragging that uh weapon uh with that nice shot with the, the where you have the the girl's face and him in the background and you see how they ended after everything that happened um there's not a lot of things that happened uh, happened off screen that were told uh that happened like it happens in a lot of modern filmmaking where you do have that one character that's only there for that to kind of explain here. It's just pretty much like, well, this is war. And we're going to show you war and we're going to show what he does to these characters that will show you straight on a lot of times. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's the, the best way of showing what it actually does to a person, uh, just straight up in your face. And, and I love how the camera in a lot of times is just static and people just come to it or go away from it. And sometimes it's just frantic, just following the action and just showing you how at no point or no moment these characters feel safe after they've been you know, part of, of everything that happens.
2: Well, to, to expand on that, uh, when you say the camera work and their inability to feel safe, when they've arrived, they've crossed the bog and they've arrived on the island with the other villagers. <clears throat> and uh, Forrest is, like, moving through the crowd. And they're yelling at him, you know, like, the, the Nazis killed your family. Every You know, this all this bad shit happened. The camera is moving faster than you would walk. It's a, it seems like whoever's got the camera is doing a light run. And the, the movements are just a little bit faster than you would be if you were walking. And it plays like the psychological experience. Not so much that he's moving that fast but that he can't make out all these sounds because he's partially deaf. Only some of it gets to him and all of the people doing all this stuff like distorts his space. The camera does a great job of several times making you, uh, you know, you have that POV shot and it you're just there. It's so immersive in that way. I thought another film, uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the remake that recently came out, did a really good job of being really immersive, but it always has that like film this is a film going on. Everything's far too convenient, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, nothing is convenient in this film. So when you get put in the character and you are that person, you don't feel like you're going to get rescued out of that fucking scene. You just think like, this is going to get fucking worse. (laughs) There's nothing good can come of being alive right now.
0: You know, the director took a very big swing by deciding to make uh, the lead actor of, his magnum opus war film, uh, a young actor, a kid. I don't know how old this guy was at the time. He, he had to be probably under 15 years old, I'm guessing. Um, and kids typically act terribly. And he put the entire movie on the shoulders of that actor. And I, I've i heard stories, because um, I have the Criterion Blu-ray of it, that uh, that kid got beat pretty fucking hard between takes for, for not... Delivering what was needed for the scene and just being able to put him, I guess, in the right uh, headspace to be able to portray that that traumatized uh, demeanor and attitude that you
2: find in so many of the scenes in the
0: second act and the third
2: act. I kind of like that idea. Like, uh, so remember in I, Tanya*, there's a scene where Margot Robbie, she's standing in the mirror and she's trying to put makeup on. And she stops for a second, she's about to cry, and she like takes her breath in and she gets her composure. It's a it's a one take, she gets her composure, and then she starts putting her makeup back on. But she like is she's like slowly breaking down. Um, I learned that Margot Robbie, in order to make that scene, it's a really powerful scene in an okay film. Uh, she was like just digging into some very serious trauma to try to make the scene, and it really wasn't working, but there was some conflict. Uh, off camera, between her and the director and like another person or whatever, that stressed her out significantly. And they were just like, "Go, go!" And then she just went and filmed the scene, and it's fucking great. I like this idea that no, in Soviet Russia, I kick the fuck out of your ribs until you start crying, and then I put a camera on your face and maybe even my foots in the shot, kicking you, but like <laughs> you're fucking crying. Uh,
0: yeah, I be- I believe in sacrifices for the art, so. I, I'm going to second that notion within reason. Uh, <laughs> Hans, do you think Home Alone 2 would have been better if they, if they pinched Macaulay Culkin's what? underarm if, between if, takes?
1: If Donald Trump took Macaulay Culkin's to Epstein's parties? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luke, this is what he... It's weird to see, like, the same face same. all yeah. grown up. Yeah. Does he <laughs> have a mullet? Strange. What's it's going? Kind of like what's up with that yeah.
0: that top photo? with the
2: sunglasses
0: with this one yeah what a cool hell
2: yeah dude damn
0: come and see too and then
2: like the the scene right there of the nazi dude leading him out of the burn house or the burn church in comparison that was a thing too like there were some scenes where they showed you a thing where it didn't look like a fucking movie prop like the burned up grandpa or whatever on the island Mm-hmm. that just looked like some burned up dudes yes, that I watched yeah. in combat footage I was like fuck dude this where? Ha, what What makeup person was that good in the Soviet Union in the 80s but it's like probably somebody that watched that happen to somebody and they're like dog trust me dog I can make this happen
0: yeah Uh they probably dug up a corpse and just shoved some corpse. fucking latex on top the of guy's
2: it just got his head out of a hole yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean poltergeist used some real bodies for the pool I imagine uh you know there's something that was not very ethical to have on set that was on set for this type of film But in it's rather fun
1: Russia filmmaking no way I don't that, think that's that... kind of
2: fun about this right like when we talk about the the cow scene whenever those fucking red traces are going by I was watching that and I was like they just shot a machine gun they just got a fucking yeah. machine yep. gun and tracer rounds and peeled off in a fucking field and that
1: <laughs> like a fuck ton. too. Well, mm-hmm. Did you see that video that uh, someone posted from Juarez where they were shooting like, anti, I think it was like anti plane guns and they looked exactly like that. Just like Star Wars, like laser. Sh- did, it's yeah, just like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that
1: cow that. was
0: actually executed
2: as well. That was that was the real deal. No. Yeah, that cow died. Yeah. You, that, I I thought about that for like five minutes. I was like, that was a that fucking cow. <laughs> I just watched. I just watched some die today. I'm like at work. Oh my god! I watched a yeah. real thing die. Usually they fed that the. Home.
1: Cr- they fed the crew with that cow. That was her sacrifice.
2: They fucking might have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: what do you think compares to this film as far as war films go? Because I feel like, I mean, maybe, maybe the terrain is a little more, even Stephen, if you take a look overseas or something now you would compare it to all quiet on the western front i still haven't seen that hans i know that was your number one for last year uh you wouldn't say like saving private ryan would be a good double feature would come
1: and see a jarhead
2: or no what <laughs> Swat. <laughs> <laughs> no dude i think like you know, like or like american sniper you can't really when you talk about like vibes right that's kind of what, like, a double feature is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You watch, like, uh, Super Troopers and Office Space, right? It's, like, vibes, because it's, like, it's kind of the same thing. It's people at work, but it's comedy, right? Um, Come and See is just its own fucking vibe. Not, not many war films forego an arc where the character, like, builds, right? If if we when talk about coming uh not coming see uh, all quiet on the Western Front we watch the character go from nice clean regular ah I'm a happy you know I'm a happy German boy to like his first uh fight in France where he's oh, this kind of sucks and then as it gets worse and worse he gets more and more you know grizzled and angry and like that's common we see that in a lot of shit you hardly ever see somebody that's like we're taking a poor character who probably has a lot of bad days. And we're just giving them more bad days where the starting point is zero and the end point is still like zero but kind of like a zero way over there where it's worse yeah i i agree
0: i don't i don't think that there is there's certainly not war films anyway if they're going to tell you oh war is, is bad you know you're going to get it in that oliver stone way for the most part where mm-hmm. uh your your lead character still comes out of it looking pretty good yeah he might be damaged or whatever but you're gonna you're gonna have uh a decent feeling walking away from the film and this doesn't really leave you with that there's no happy ending here it's just like (laughs) hey he lived he lived um at least his his girlfriend got raped he looks completely different he's got all these traumatic memories but he lived
1: yeah what american movie doesn't end with like them going back home and being proud of all what they did
0: I don't. I don't think it's a staple that they're proud of what they did, especially during the nineteen eighties. There was a boom of those movies that were like, "Oh no, Vietnam was actually bad." Um, but certainly nowadays, you know, there's some films where it's like, "Oh yeah, the Iraq War was was meaningless," but you gotta admire the soldiers. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's that's more the the model of it today.
2: Even in a film like uh, Full Metal Jacket, you get obviously where the main character is is you know joker so there's, there's going to be pun, puns and one liners or whatever you get um you get a really cinematic scene right shit was really bad a little bit ago but they kind of end up being the good guys right mm-hmm. uh the sniper was the sniper you saw what the sniper did and how they laid the sniper trap and you're nobody on earth sees a sniper trap and is like that's fucking cool everybody's like oh my god like that that is that is brutal you're gonna shoot a person and wait till their friend goes to save them and shoot them (laughs) and just keep doing that that's fucking nuts and then it's like it's a little girl and then they have their whole scene and they kill them and then they're walking off into the distance and yeah it's like dark and i i'm not saying anything bad about it but it's a relief right that they got through that moment you're like oh fucking thank god you know they're alive no dude, at any time I'm like just fucking kill this kid. Whenever they were whenever he's inside the fucking church, I I looked at the time. I hadn't watched the movie in like 10 years. I was like they burn him alive and looked at the time I was like no, there's 40 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's it's it it's hard to find another war film that while also foregoing the hero's journey or whatever doesn't establish um what a positive end goal would be, right? Like I said, in Full Metal Jacket, just surviving is a good thing for them. But I mean, the one thing the kid had, well, the two things the kid had are fucked by the end of the film. His family is all all dead. And the girl that he was going to finger bang, I don't think she's into that anymore
0: uh your first appearance on the show was full metal jacket i just i just remembered that episode three if anyone wants to go back in the archive and listen jerry do you think your voice has changed since 2018. we were just watching one of kino corners videos from 2021 and comparing it to a recent appearance on movies he made and uh, it sounded very uh butch you know but not real butch
1: hans how would you how would you say it sounded uh barely or starting transition barely male yeah i agree starting yeah <laughs> starting to switch starting to uh take hormones type of voice yeah. <laughs> uh should i pull up that episode and see what you guys sound like
0: nah i think we're good
1: i think i should That's I- not
2: no nah, i don't i don't know <laughs> i probably sound the same right yeah, uh, I, I'm sure smoking I doesn't
1: change your voice at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I smoked then too. I mean, I, why? Well, we know I've you started smoking in like, 2020, Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, I know. It was I just, COVID. It was yep, COVID. It was. I was like, you know what? I got to get cigarettes now that like you could die from your lungs being bad. I'm gonna fucking make my lungs bad. That's when I started.
0: I'm willing to bet you and I are way more high pitched than we would expect. Wow, that's hilarious. Oh, that's I,
2: it. I always, I always think that my voice sounds like i have like a fucked off ear from a thing so it's real like bassy in inside here but whenever i hear it i'm like okay so you're not you're not a super hardcore man and people aren't terrified by the tenor in your fucking throat
1: could you relate to this kid then when he also lost his hearing because of a bomb
2: kind of a little bit it was an explosion that did it but it was a tire blew up and i was like real fucking close to it and the pressure boom fucking hit me in the head and then like a nazi came or whatever it killed my fucking family so whenever that happened i was like hey oh same
1: yeah you found your uncle all burnt Blame
2: yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh you shouldn't have fucking got seen by that plane that you couldn't have known was there i would have been like fuck you dude he's like i told you not to dig what the fuck i found a thing that could have saved us it's not my fault planes like what the fuck am i supposed to do they, they we're gonna see that there are people here. They're the Nazis. They they figured people were everywhere. Their plan was we're going everywhere, by the way.
1: There is Ladie Burn. There's a, there's a review here uh on the because I am gonna pull it up. Uh, but on <laughs> but on the Apple podcast, there's a review that's two stars and it says, I think I got Rick rolled. Download <laughs> <it> says, <laughs> 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 downloaded uh, the three-hour Oliver Stone JFK episode made it an hour and didn't hear any discussion about the movie. Did hear the words "retarded," "homos," and "trannies" as part of the banter, though.
2: <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, sounds like that's a pretty accurate <laughs> review. I think that's right.
2: Yeah, that was our episode. Hell yeah! Yep. No, no, see, Oliver Stone that. pop I off, about,
1: King. I don't know about the negative connotations that come with that I, review. Two
0: stars but, is not that bad. Okay, it's not one star. it's not no stars. stars. It's like there were some things I enjoyed, but this wasn't for me that was that was more <laughs> the rating
2: yeah i went I at least watched most of it, and uh you know, I think I'll pass, yeah, they gave the first hour a shot. that's more yeah, than, than how do
1: you get an shot? hour in and not know that you don't like something?
2: I don't know i've I've had that oh. problem plenty. Okay, what do we got? Uh, we got it
1: over here. Okay. Of movies, and
0: today I have a special guest with me to discuss Stanley Kubrick's Full Metal Jacket. What the fuck is
2: that? That's a little more high pitched. <laughs> Are you going to skip like 15 ahead? I would do it NPR style <laughs> the first but also, 40 episodes I, I or so. But also, I
0: stand up comedy is dying like it's just it yeah. feels like a 1920s form of art you know something like a uh, like vaudeville you know i i don't think i don't think it's long for this world
2: you know i've i've called it for a long time corporate comedy right comedy that corporations know they can make money on isn't necessarily the funniest stuff
1: okay that's not as funny as i thought it would be <laughs> yeah wasn't it wasn't <laughs> just just kind of like, normal conversation
0: like, uh he, our voices are like very mine more so than jerry's but it's also kind of hard to tell because he's getting filtered through whatever the hell we were using at the time i think it was like skype uh with the the recorder in there and it did not pick up the microphones
2: nearly as well so right yeah yeah I mean, Yeah. i don't think you know people hear that and they'll be like uh, yeah, that's Jerry, and that's Lorez. That's what they would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they are say. Great
0: idea for a bit to commit to
1: after that... I said no, Hans. Huh? <laughs>
2: yeah. That really paid
1: off. Uh, you mentioned the top narrative feature films on Letterboxd. This was number two. Well, after... I got bumped because a
0: better movie obviously took the number one spot. The greatest movie of all time took the number one spot.
1: what is it it hans It's harakiri from 1962 what masaki kobayashi no
0: that wasn't it that i I wouldn't have said all that if it was an actual movie it was spider-verse 2 that became number one no it's number
1: nine
0: okay so people have grown uh less infatuated with it is really what happened there Damn, back in the day, you could not go online without the majority of people telling you *Shawshank Redemption* was the best movie of all time.
2: Dude, you know, I work with some people that are like stuck in fucking a different period of time, and if you bring up like a good movie, they'll be like, "Oh, but *Shawshank Redemption*, bro." (laughs) Okay, all right, thank you. Thanks for. I mean, this I can't, can't, I can't even keep talking now about film. What am I gonna do?
0: It was one of those movies that I feel like it bombed at the box office. And as soon as it got sent to Blockbuster, people would tell you, oh, you got to see Shawshank Redemption. That movie's amazing. And then that became like, what's the IMDb top movie of all time? What does everyone on every message board say is the best movie ever made? It's Shawshank Redemption. And it's fine. It's all right. It's a little corny. You know, it's it's very... Uh, it's Stephen King, homie, Maine, 1990s, you know, it's exactly what you expect it to be. Mm-hmm. But greatest, I wouldn't even put it in the conversation for like top 50 best movies ever made.
2: It, well, it also it also suffers from uh, like the parody problem, right? Where it's been parodied in so many different ways, mostly for the sense of comedy that mm-hmm. like, if you hadn't seen the film, Let's say, and then like any time in the last ten years, if you saw it for the first time, it's gonna be a bunch of shit. And they <laughs> "Oh yeah, it's was fucking wasn't that Family Guy." Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you know. How do you how do you feel about the two Spider Verse movies being in the top thirty five?
2: I mean, it's a fake list, right? It's like, <laughs> it's what it's like a, a it's like review bombing, but like the reverse, where people are intentionally. And, and publications are intentionally making a positive review to get it higher up in the thing. It's basically like a fucking free meme.
0: Yeah, Letterboxd has gone so uh, mainstream in the past two years that it's probably like Sony making Indian bot accounts and rating Spider-Verse five stars. So this is a topic of conversation on shows as far down the list as this one. And then all of a sudden, if, if you repeat it, if you say it, hey, Spider-Verse is the best movie of all time, you're still putting it out there that that is the case. And it gradually, in itself, becomes, uh, you know, even if it starts out as like a meme or a comical thing, enough people will start to believe that if it's said enough times. And then all of a sudden, it is in the conversation for the best, just like Shawshank Redemption, what we were talking about only a moment ago. If people are not saying that on IMDb message boards in 2000, is it in the conversation? It's not. And it isn't really in the conversation anymore people just feel obligated to rate it five stars on letterbox and even there it's number nine ten what was it
1: at uh ten yeah
2: i feel like now it is much easier to get films um let's say like higher up um in 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 the rankings through those types of it's basically marketing right through Mm -hmm through that, um, so, like, that social engineering of getting people to at least just say it is. Because there's a huge contingency of people that don't want to be the guy that's like, yeah, I don't know, I thought it was okay. Because then, then people go, oh, dude, fucking really, bro? Bro, what about when he dug the hole and was like, I'm gonna leave the prison, bro. But, like, you know what I mean? Cause the, the, pe- people don't want to be the guy that endures that even if it's a subconscious fear that they have that endures that like oh you don't like the thing everyone else likes as much as they all like it so a lot of people will just say that regardless of what their actual opinion is but like invite a motherfucker over call, call up your homie and be like yo you want to go over and watch Shawshank Redemption oh. and it'll be like I, I got TNT dude I, I'm sure it'll be gone <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah do you want to commit what is it two and a half hours to this thing
2: well, we, yeah. we just watched a two-and-a-half-hour fucking film. I had no problem with it, right. right? But it's like...
1: But this is also not a movie that you call your... Hey, do you want to come watch Come and See? It's popcorn night. Miserable. Hey, we're, we're
2: going we're to have Come and
0: See on the projector this evening. By the way, I thought you were talking about Spider-Man. There's a memorable scene <laughs> in Spider-Man where he's digging a hole.
2: I was like, damn, maybe I got to see that movie. Wait, what? There's a hole in Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you want to jump or want to jump in front of traffic after you watch this movie and you're on your way home? <laughs> Let's invite the homies and have some popcorn. Watching Common Sea. <laughs>
0: you, know uh, be- you know what? Speaking of Kino Corner, I feel like that's something he would do just for the bit, and then people would realize after five minutes it's like an uncomfortable thing. and <laughs> get up and leave and be like, oh, yeah, actually, we're, we're, kinda, we're about to play beer pong right now. And he would sit and finish the movie. That's what I would imagine Kino Corner would do.
1: Are you implying that he doesn't like Salo as much as he says he does? Salo.
0: Well, I mean, if at a certain point, kind of like how if you repeat the thing over and over, then it's the best movie of all time. I think if he says, I love Salo enough times, then he just starts to believe it, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: So I don't know. Well, but also there's like the. There's also the like, oh, well, fucking Salo is like a fucked up film. So if I like Salo, like that, that was something I don't know Kino Corner. I'm not saying that about him, but I know a lot of people that will be like, I like this thing. That's a bit, yeah. That is otherwise like kind of gnarly, but they could never consume it actually, like on their own. Yeah, or if they had it one time, and it was like Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She was
1: yeah, shit. if you if you really pay attention, the human centipede franchise actually has a lot to say. It's like, I was thinking right, Serbian God. film is, yeah. is one of the
0: big ones, yeah, one of the film, heavy yeah. hitters there. It's like, um, yeah, it's I don't it's a movie. It's fucking it's plastic goop coming out of someone's face or whatever. It's not that edgy. It's not that interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I I think come and see is probably. If I had to actually sit down and think about it and assemble a top 10 of the best films ever made, it would probably be in the top 10. that That's my stance. I don't know where it would fall in there, but it is such an achievement of, of filmmaking and the way that it was done. And it's, I don't know, it's just entirely on the back of that one actor and the cinematographer and being able to uh, bring the juxtaposition of that intense acting together with Beautiful shots, really exquisite shots is that spells masterpiece
2: off of here. If you're gonna attack me, I'm sorry. i fucking can't. Someone just fucking...
0: gif Jerry elbowing his cat off the chair. I don't
2: want to touch with my hands.
0: Just speed up the gift. To it, so
1: it looks like you're really fucking, fucking doing.
2: ramming it. Uh, yeah, I like when we were taking thinking about double features, I couldn't pair it with like a war movie but i could pair it with another depressing russian film like that that would be a fucking problem you know like i I, there's Mm -hmm. there's at least one we could do soccer by itself that would be pretty gnarly yeah you know you could do you could do a lot of shit from that period from europe it would be like okay to watch with it but when we talk about like the film craft, it does so many things so well and so much better than its contemporaries who had more money and who had, you know, wider audiences and had fucking really, in a lot of ways, more to lose, right? They needed to make better things and they, they didn't. Where these, maybe even like, you know, movies like Platoon are a great film, I'm not taking mm-hmm. anything away from fucking Platoon, but like movies like Platoon, they don't take nearly as many risks with their characters or with their storyline as come and see does they don't put out nearly as much like vulnerability from the actors translated to the characters you don't get the, <clears throat> the like a good example outside of like sad people um the, the dudes that come conscript him in the beginning when they come in there inside of his fucking house and there's a really tall fucking guy and he's got that officers like brass thing it's like a it's like from medieval times officers who wear this fucking big brass thing and then like a lot of Nazis and some of the the uh, Soviets would wear it too as soon as I saw it I was like oh this dude's fucking serious but he was also like six 6'8 he's mm-hmm. fucking huge inside of that place and he just had like this look he, it was way different than casting The Rock or Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a muscle man he just had this look that was like that guy is fucking scary if he came to steal my fucking 15 year old son like I would die you know what I mean and my son would still get stolen but I would be so fucking terrified of this dude I would have to fight it. There's just I, I can't cry right now. I, I'm so afraid of you. One of us has to die. That's what
1: <laughs> And it's not gonna be you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, you'll probably live, but at least I won't have to be around you anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's something about the the when <laughs> living in England uh, made me realize that people from that side of the world are the scariest people to interact with, even if they don't do anything. I remember I spoke to this man that was from like Bulgaria, and there's just, there was just like nothing behind those eyes. It's just like it's just no life, no nothing. And even though he was, you know, normal, like I guess, uh, you would just stare into this guy's eyes, and he was just, it was like a like a different species, you know. Some I I don't know what and and you know he didn't seem like like he's gone through trauma or whatever the things that you see in this movie but there's i don't know if it's the way that that people from that side of the world grow up or but when you get to a specific age i think over 35 let's say or 40 uh there's something about the way that they look at you that is very different and it's it something something scary about it without it being threatening it's just like like you know at any moment he could just like with his bare hands just like break your face and not care you know just like
0: caress your cheeks yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah before yeah breaking your neck and just walking and and giving you a kiss to have some chicken buttocks yeah chicken (laughs) jello from his recipe from his mom you know where they had to keep it cold because everything's cold so they just instead of making soup they just make it in jello yeah, it's uh. uh what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> yeah, it's like a recipe from from those places. Instead of having soup, they put in like a ge- this gelatin thing, and it's like it's like soup. Animal bones. It's...
0: Yeah, that's that's how they get the texture.
1: Yeah, you can have like a slice of soup. Delicious.
2: You know. Okay, so I was thinking about this to to be to be fair to like other films. We don't know if these guys are delivering their lines very well, right?
1: Yeah, that's like, true. I don't speak yes. Russian,
2: they honestly, that that kid could be doing like the the most. Whenever she's yelling, like he's deaf and he brought me to this bog and his family is dead. It could be like that, but in Russian, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't speak Russian, but it doesn't seem like that. I I, I want to be fair and say it's, I think a lot of people do watch films in other languages. They read the subtitles, they hear the voices. And they, they just go, oh, that was great, because they can't translate the the lines. And I've met people that are like, actually it's like a um a, a Spanish film I watched a while ago. My friend was like, Oh yeah, I know that fucking film. You know that guy's deaf? And I was like, What? And he's like, Yeah, that's why it sounds like that. I was like, wait, <laughs> sounds like what? And he's like, Oh, you don't hear his weird accent? No, how the fuck would I?
1: Yeah, that it really bothers me whenever they they uh cast an American like a half Latin American person and they have them speak Spanish, it's just like no one. That's that's <laughs> this that's the Spanish he thinks people <laughs> sound yeah. like, and then no, it's very evident when you know what they're supposed to sound like.
0: Well, this comes back to I mean, with Russia, Nightwalk was a big award sensation in Russia because they, they couldn't understand clearly uh what what how people were actually sounding, which is why that movie's good. It transcends right. Speech, it transcends doesn't, cadence.
2: Doesn't need language. That's right. No, that, there is, there is like um also an advantage for that film that it it is a subtitled film and not a dubbed film for like everybody, right? There, there. <clears throat> I found a bunch of versions of the film in a bunch of different languages, but I, I only found like one or two that were dubbed, and those don't feel like they were dubbed by the country or by a, a, a company or anything like that, it seems like they were dubbed by maybe like 10 fucking people who just really liked the shit. Um, And and I think that sometimes what happens, say, with like uh, Hong Kong cinema, is what we got was dubbed versions of like Jackie Chan films. And yeah, it was Jackie Chan still, but the other dudes weren't, right? Mm -hmm. And so you would have like, you get your own version of the film in your head through those voices. And I think that this film, by foregoing that, just having subtitles, you, you have to hear it in Russian and sometimes I'm not like looking because I'm, I'm doing another thing or the stress of the film was kind of like building up for a little bit. And I was like, I gotta <sighs> I was gonna listen for a little bit. I don't really understand the words but like I knew what was going on. You know what I mean? I, I, I could tell somebody was dragging a woman by her hair. I could tell it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I knew a guy was saying like, take her over there and do whatever. I didn't have to see anything. I was just like, fuck, you know, I'm having the worst time right now. I want to watch this film, but God damn. Like, you know, that it,
0: sounds like, it sounds like spider sense to me, is. which is spider- why this one falls short of into the spider verse uh, right. the greatest film on Letterboxd. It's a, that might be the actual double feature that we are overlooking here is <laughs> across the spider verse and come and see um, Hans. What would you say is like a notable link between these two films that make it such a good double feature?
1: I can. Is can you hear that? I, I'm. It's raining so hard here that I could barely hear. Uh-huh, what you're you're schizophrenic. You're schizophrenic. <laughs> you're voices right now. The people are not <laughs> in the room.
2: That guy's not real. Put the gun away.
1: Yeah, Spider Verse and Common sea Is that what you're asking me to relate? That's yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen either of the Spider uh, so Verse on. Lower your voice. We can hear you just <laughs> fine. You don't have to raise your voice.
2: This <laughs> is like a fucking weatherman in a hurricane. Hello, hello, Yeah. So, come and C* was pretty fucked yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen those movies. <laughs> Goddamn, fuck.
2: Fuck yeah, you dude! I actually did. Rec- there, uh, one of my homies was like, "Oh, dude, I got ghosted by this girl. Fuck, that sucks." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Yeah, dude, I feel you. I feel you." Hey, dude, check this movie out though, and I just gave him the link to it, so it got him like a thumbnail, and it's the the fucking the kind of bad one where it's like the fucking no, no, actually, it was uh, it was the uh, skeleton Nazi is what it was. That's what it was. So it wasn't really that bad. But for me, I was like, I know what's going on. But he was like oh shit what is it and i was like oh it's a woman dude And he's like hell yeah bet but i actually haven't talked to him in like two weeks so <laughs> he, he might, probably deleted he your might. number immediately
0: following <laughs> that he just saw the image and that was it
2: he's like wait i know i know this fucking film right i watched chris stuckman or whatever yeah hans what'd you what'd you say uh
0: what was your original pick off mike what did you say it was uh the greatest story never told and come and see that's your double feature
1: yeah, I don't know that movie. <laughs> is that the is that the little little girls movie you were talking about in the pre-show? About girls that live in Sweden? What, or Cuties? No, dresses? I didn't. No,
0: that was just a movie for you to watch by yourself.
1: Well, I haven't seen that one. How do you relate Cuties to Come and See?
0: There's children in both. Uh, they uh, undergo hardship and come out on top.
2: No, that doesn't happen at Come and See, though
0: well it's debatable the war ends and okay. everyone's life
2: is a little bit better how about a film we, we all know Hans has watched right so Tropic Thunder I was thinking in, the exact same <laughs> thing in which, order, in which order in which order in or come and see which do you watch first
1: oh, all right that's fucking racist <laughs> that you yeah, yeah, Mexican, yeah. seen... uh-huh. that's what I <laughs> is, was thinking
2: is that the one with a dead kid I don't know actually. The dead. I don't. I, don't, I Yeah. No. is de la Muerta. Right. You no. Know,
1: tell us. Yeah. About it in Spanish. Dia del Muerto. No. Isn't there a movie about a little skeleton boy or something that plays guitar? I don't watch those. Latin a ba- skeleton boy that
0: plays guitar.
1: Movies for Ameri- for for American children to.
2: Think that this is how every mexican is that's what is think. it not do you not wear like a beautiful flowery dress yeah. and get up like singing with your abuela every morning
1: yeah on halloween i paint my face like a calavera and i wear a charro suit and i love my grandmother though she's dead <laughs> that part <of> like, <laughs> the
2: joke is like he loves his grandma hans actually hates her you guys should see her dms every fucking day he's like i'm gonna push this bitch over i hate her wheelchair
1: Yeah. No, I haven't seen Encanto. I don't know, Jerry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That Jorona is. uh... (laughs) How do you really like Jorona with this shit? I haven't seen that either.
0: Come and see really was lacking a guitar playing sequence. If Fleora, I believe his his name was, just learned guitar, maybe there could have been some merrier moments in the film. Oh, yeah. there's
2: that scene where those guys are driving around in a fucking uh UPC. They got a fucking they're on the back or they uh, an APC. Sorry, they're uh they're on it, and the guys playing the fucking uh, accordion. And they're yeah, yeah, and they all get up and they light up to take that big picture of you know the partisans in the fucking woods. And there's accordion playing in that scene. That's like I think some of the only music that plays. That's the thing we didn't mention. There's not like music, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but yeah.
1: there's constant sound though, mm-hmm. and. I think this in a theater is probably an amazing experience because of how there's always something going on with the sound throughout the whole movie. Uh, I think when he loses his hearing, there's just like a beat that goes on, I think maybe for the rest of the movie. So you're kind of, you know, living his experience, at least sound wise. Uh, But yeah, there's no music, but there's always something happening uh, with the sound, something horrific (laughs) Something uh, that just pulls you into the movie too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the and it's all the sound design too. It's the it's the, the time when gunshots are going out. The time where they're milking the cow. Uh, you know the mm-hmm. footsteps walking through the bog. Fucking standing in groups. People yelling. Like when we we're talking about how the Saffy brothers build tension by having a bunch of people speak all at the same time, they're also using that. That uh, metronome signature, right? The 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 tick tock tick tock tick tock mm-hmm. in some variation. So psychologically, you're getting ramped up. That's like a trick, right? That's the like we were talking about before, like this like um this manipulation being in the social engineering because you're so used to this, you feel this. Instead, this is a movie that's just like, well, this is what it sounds like when you're doing this stuff. So we're gonna make those sounds good, and it ends up being fucking nerve wracking because. This is a bad situation.
0: I'm trying to think of other films that do not rely, or rather, they emphasize the sound design over the soundtrack. I feel like there's a big one that we're overlooking here, um but off the top of my head, it's not, it's not quite coming to mind. Ooh, ooh, this this is. I feel like there's a big, obvious, glaring like example for th- for this that matches what "Come and See" does.
2: Um, yeah, I don't know. Pro- you're probably right. But, you know, I've seen a lot of weed. And- <laughs> I, I remember a lot of things. Well, uh,
0: uh let's just say it was, uh, it was uh, Punisher One with Thomas Jane, who said, I worked as a gay prostitute when I moved to Hollywood. That's great lines right there. So that's that's everybody knows he's the best, best in the biz is what his uh nickname is at getting drilled in the ass. <laughs> 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 so, come and see. Do we have anything else to say about Come and See? It's 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 it, it's almost redundant to speak of the movie because it's so good and deserves to be watched, wouldn't you say, fellas?
2: I mean, in a, it, it's one of those things where it's like the conversation <clears throat> come and see is a good film is absolutely redundant at this mm-hmm. point right yeah. um but i think how how people engage with the film posts that narrative is also like interesting because <clears throat> we have all like seen people have an experience where somebody says, "Oh, dude, this film's fucking great." You've probably you've been this person also, and then you watch, you're like, "I fucking hate it." Everybody says this movie's fucking great. I think this movie fucking sucks, right? Yeah. Come and see is one of those films that most people, what they sell you, you're, you pretty much get it, unless they're selling you a fun time, right? If they're like, "Oh, dude, this is a fucking war movie and it's fucking nuts," it's like one of the craziest things there. You fucking die in like bad ways. I, just, I was fucking so sad by the end of it. You watch it and you go, "Yeah." No, yeah. he was right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm tra- I'm uh, I'm traumatized. That is a documentary, and it's like um, it's just, it's one of those things where getting past that narrative of a movie being as good as it is can be extremely hard to do, and you end up sitting in the saddle of oh, I fucking hated this, where we just like do that thing. It's like, hey, this is this is actually really fucking good in like a million ways too. It's not just that it's good as a war film it's good as a film it's not just good as a war film it's good as a foreign film like being somebody who's not from that place getting a, a, a light education in the potential reality from it that's only affirmed by people from the region being like yep that's it he got it he nailed it yeah, yeah it's per, per, it, it can per
1: be, but, what performance wise too it's really like if you're looking for good performances. They give you that here without saying that much. And then as a cinematic experience, is also, you know, it, it works with that audio and the image so well too that if you just want to immerse yourself into a movie, this one's perfect for that. You mm-hmm. know, it has all the elements to like drag you into the story. Uh, so I, yeah, I, can, I, I mean, I can only, I would love to see this in a, in a movie theater just so that I can have uh, way louder setup that i have in my home right now which it is it's pretty good but it's not you know seeing this on the screen with real speakers uh, imagine this is much audio. better yeah 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 yeah
0: also the movie i was thinking of apparently the big glaring example was uh no country for old men
2: oh yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah
0: so also the a a soundtrack a, yeah so i agree uh completely i mean i i that You know when a movie's so great it kind of speaks for itself and there are no gaping flaws to be found from my perspective anyway as far as come and see goes uh like i said before if i were to rate uh, the 10 films the 10 defining films uh, then this would probably be in there and it's very difficult to find anything really wrong with the movie i guess one thing would be i wish we could have seen those people burn up in that barn at the end that would have been nice to see some burnt people some at least one person running out on fire that would have been nice but aside from that uh it's pretty close to a perfect experience in the in cinema yep completely
2: agree so tell us about
0: your store jerry
2: oh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i just i started a military surplus store i get <clears throat> I get goods from around the world. I try to get mostly European stuff because, like, for, like, low res, you could go to a thrift store and get an American military jacket, right? It's a lot more difficult to get, like, an East German jacket, and then that's cool because it's, like, from a country that doesn't exist. But also there's a guy that, you know, he bought a bunch of things, and some of those things were irradiated, and he got fucking real fucked up because he got a bunch of shit. So like you gotta you gotta do things with the right dealers. I gotta talk to this like war crimes guy in Europe. I don't want to say in what country, but he has a bunch of stuff that you would only get from being part of the people that did the war crime. Like there's no reason to have this because the country was like, no, we gotta get rid of it. So why do you have this stuff? But I don't really want to ask because I'm trying to buy it so I can Mm, sell it. Yeah. And there's some there's some really interesting stuff out there that like people just don't use and and they could you know you can you can just do stuff and stuff it doesn't have to be because you like to wear military stuff Like you just fucking i go camping and shit with a bunch of stuff it's just it's cheaper than going on amazon a lot of times and somebody might have died using it yeah
1: if you want to buy a jacket where someone might have committed a war crime in go to what is it
2: goldenbearsurplus.com we had all we, you know, all your certified war crime leads <laughs> for whatever you need to do. You're fighting in the Contras. You're fighting for for the CIA, over or you are you part of a Mexican cartel? I, I got balaclava. I don't have balaclavas, but I have things that you could use when you do like the kidnapping and murders and stuff.
0: Well, this is a very different shift of tone from Hans sweating, uh, <laughs> certain bad things being said about the cartel only a year or so ago ha said did you check your attic by any chance something your grandfather might have left that you can contribute to our friend jerry here for his wait store?
1: no one's saying anything negative about our cartels jerry's saying they're very stylish oh, they're, and they're i agree great, Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> no this also is actually a sponsored segment yeah yeah by good. the mexican mafia thank our you t- mexican mafia best oh. fentanyl
1: Yes, yeah. so, um, so no, I haven't. Uh, but if I find anything, I'll make sure to sell it on goldenbearsurplus.com. Is that it? They got it right? Well, you wouldn't yeah, you got be it selling right. it, you, you'd have to cough it up. I'll donate it to Uh, Jerry after I get murdered
2: from your (laughs) comments. You can donate the blade they'll sever your head with to Golden Bear (laughs) Surplus. I worried about what Hans's grandfather might have in their attic if it's from wartime no he was like germans he was chinese Mm -hmm. oh Oh, he was chinese that might be no not that grandpa hods Hod's is like oh (laughs) i wasn't
1: even thinking about the other side god damn it yeah
2: yeah (laughs) well they did yeah look up there
1: well they did move to mexico in 1930 something (laughs)
2: <laughs> my dad my grandpa does have a minecraft book but it's spelled oh, in german yeah
1: he was six five hmm maybe he did yeah i don't know we'll see uh <laughs> the, the han sale uh coming soon too <laughs> <Go> to <laughs> wow
0: all right well uh <laughs> do we are are we? I think we're good for come and see, uh, Jerry. You've officially tied the record now. Amazing! Well, you're going to take the lead now. I, I think do. I think you need to start thinking about what are you going to take the lead with. That's the bigger question. We already we figured out what we're going to do for episode 300 on this episode on this show.
2: Superhero that's, movie finally for movies. That's
0: yeah. That's right. It will kind of. It was 300. Hans picked it, so <laughs> All right. it's it's there, and uh, you you will have to have a good think about what's going to be episode 28 hell episode 29? Yeah. 29 29
2: this episode is twenty eight. Okay. hell yeah well I like to have something to say I'm better at than other people and if I'm better at showing up to this podcast or telling you to let me on the podcast than other people then great awesome I'll take the win
0: it is a win I mean I feel like we got to give you youtubers get a plaque Maybe you get a trophy. Maybe you get a free month of adverts on movies for Golden Bear Surplus. Wow. Give me an ad read. How about that, Jerry?
2: Outstanding. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Merry Christmas, Jerry. All right. Well give me well actually give me an ad read after <laughs> after the show's over. I'll read it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, that has been movies for this week. Go to goldenbearsurplus.com. Hans, are you on threads? Jerry, you on threads yet?
2: No. No, I um, didn't I couldn't figure it out.
0: Threads that that's a good one to go with come and see. Threads, the English film from the nineteen oh, yeah. about the atomic yeah, yeah, bomb. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe All right, we'll put fe- the- <laughs> <Yes, future. laughs> no, we'll that one. No, we won't. After that after that
1: after that very enthusiastic response. Maybe should <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
0: Oh, and lights out over here. All right, right that's been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.